What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, huge, huge two weeks. We took a week off last week, um, but NBA trade deadline has happened. Jalen Adams put away the bullets. Joe Ingles got traded. Simmons got traded. Um, Giddy has dropped back-to-back triple-doubles. Uh, he's making his case for Rookie of the Year. He dropped his career high in the garden uh, for yesterday for people listening. Um, Patty Mills and Dyson and Giddy all named in the All-Star as All-Star contestants. Summer Jam happened. Um, there's college hoopers. There's a lot to talk about, so we'll get right into it. Hesh, our co-host, cannot join us today. Um, so I will be running this one solo, but we have some big guests coming on soon. So stay tuned. If you guys haven't already, please go check out our Caleb Bagata episode. Uh, very cool episode. He's a very funny person. Um, if you haven't already, please go check that out. And if you haven't already, please go follow us on Instagram at TV, And make sure you guys are following us on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on. Firstly, let's get into Josh Giddy. The hype is real now. There was a lot of people doubting him. There's a lot of people throwing shade at him, even when before he gets before he got drafted, one of his weaknesses was basketball, um, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. But today, uh, while I'm recording this, it's currently Tuesday. He dropped 28 points and a triple double, second triple double in a row, career high 28 points against the New York Knicks in the Garden. Um, for those who don't know. Madison Square Garden is probably the loudest and has the most loyal fan base in the league. Um, so huge for Josh Giddy. He's got to be pushing for that rookie of the year spot now. I know Evan Mobley is going to get a lot of points because the Cavaliers are doing so well in the East. I think they're third or fourth currently. Um, and he starts on that team. But Josh Giddy, you know, absolutely crazy stats. He's absolutely killing it right now, especially with Shea and Dort down. Um, 28, 11, and 12 is unheard of for a 19-year-old rookie. Shout out to Josh Giddy. I'm, I'm so keen to see what else he does. Um, while these, these two, their two best players are out, their two main scoring options are out, um, it's cool to see the team run around Giddy a little bit. In other news, the NBA trade deadline happened. A lot of trades, a lot of moves. We saw Sabonis go to the Kings. We saw Kristaps Porzingis go to the Wizards. We saw Harden go to Philly. Philly finally packaged Ben Simmons up and sent him to the Brooklyn Nets along with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Um, We saw Karis LeVert go to Cleveland. A lot of moves happened at the NBA trade deadline. But the first one I want to talk about is the Nets and Philly trade. Who won this trade? I've been having a lot of arguments with my friends, even family. Who, Who do you guys think won this trade? Now, Brooklyn Nets in my opinion, won this trade. Now, hear me out. Drummond, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, two first rounds for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Now, Brooklyn Nets did have a little bit of a problem. I've I've heard a lot of rumors about Harden and Kyrie having a little bit of issue. I'm sure Harden didn't like that Kyrie couldn't play, you know, two-thirds of the season because he wasn't vaxxed. Um... There was just a lot going on. I think the loss to the Bucs also didn't help. I know a few of them were injured. Uh, but yeah, this season didn't go to plan. I know a lot of they've only played 16 games together, those three. Harden, Kyrie, and KD. And when those three play together out of the 16 games, they've won 13. So it's going to be a really big mystery as to what those three could have done together if they were never traded and they played a full season. Um, but out of this trade, 
Drummond, a very good backup big. Sometimes teams don't utilize him. I think he he was very good on Detroit. We all know that. Um, but Lakers didn't really utilize him off the bench. I know he's sitting chewing up minutes. Um, and Philadelphia, he had a few big games. He had a few 2016 rebound games. Um, but I think with Brooklyn Nets, they don't really have that big man that they can go to. I know they have Aldridge, um, who's a bit on and off. They do have DeAndre Jordan currently, um, but they don't really use him very often. So I think Drummond can slot in and fill the starting role for the Brooklyn Nets, depending on how he works with Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Simmons. Um, do they do they look to go to Aldridge to kind of spread the floor a bit more and bring out bring out the likes of Joel Embiid to step him out of the paint? Um, we'll have to see. Seth Curry, whether you like him or not, um, he's not really rated as a very good defensive player, but he is a shooter in the league and shooters are very valuable. A lot of teams want their shooters. Seth Curry in his Brooklyn Nets debut had 25 points, 20, 26 points. I don't know exactly what he had, but he went off and Brooklyn Nets snapped whatever losing streak they had. I think it was an eight game losing streak or something like that. They snapped it. Seth Curry played really well. Drummond also played very, very well as also. I thought he played well. Um, they've still got Patty Mills. They've still got Joe Harris. So I think, I think Seth Curry, along with those two and the other shooters they have on that team, is a great fit. Ben Simmons. Now, people tend to forget that Ben Simmons is an all-star. He should have won uh, Defensive Player of the Year against Rudy Gobert. Um, one of the best, if not the best, defender in the league. You go up against Giannis in the East. You go up against now Harden. Um, you're going to need the Ben Simmons. You go up against LeBron in the NBA Finals, you're going to need Ben Simmons on your team to lock them up. It's one thing the Nets didn't really have beforehand. So the ball's not distributing as much between Harden, KD, and Kyrie now. They've only got Kyrie and KD, who are their number one and two options on scoring on the offense end. But to bring in Ben Simmons is huge for Brooklyn. I think a lot of people are looking over it. They added a lot of depth. They got the defensive piece they need to lock up the big players. And they also got two first-round picks, which Philly were begging for. And Philly were begging for picks, and they ended up giving up two. So, in my opinion, the Nets, Nets won the trade. But in all fairness, for Philly fans, you are getting James Harden. He is a top three scorer in the league. He can carry you out of the East. I think you guys match up very well with the Brooklyn Nets right now. You've still got Thibel, who can guard KD pretty well, in my opinion. You've got Harden, who plays well when he is the main piece in a team. And you've got MVP, Embiid, right now. Um, you've got Maxi, you've got Tobias, you've got the pieces to make a push in the East. I think both teams get better, but I think the Brooklyn Nets just edge it out on this one. Um, adding the depth, defense, and the picks. To be completely fair also to Philly, just before I change subjects, Ben Simmons wasn't even playing. So technically, I know he has trade value, I know all that, but he wasn't even playing. So it's either you keep Simmons and he sits out and you run with the team you have, or you trade him for Harden. So technically, as of this season, they got Harden and Drummond for Seth, and they got Harden and Millsap for Seth and Drummond. So you, you, can, you can kind of look at it that way, I guess, but you've still got to give up Simmons in the long run, who I never thought was going to return to Philly. One thing I'm looking out for at the end of this trade is Philly playing the Nets. I think it's early March. I could be wrong about this, but I think it's March 5th. They play in Philly 
I'm really keen to see if Ben Simmons plays that game. And I'm keen to see if um, the Philly Philly's reaction to Ben Simmons entering the stadium, I doubt he plays. I think he's going to, as bad as it sounds, I think he's going to blame it on something else as to why he won't play. But hopefully he returns soon. I'm keen to see if Brooklyn Nets open him with, um, with open arms. And I'm keen to see how he gels with Kyrie and KD. That was the biggest trade of the trade deadline. Joe Ingles also got traded to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, huge news. I mean, nine years with the Jazz, I think it was. It's going to be very weird seeing him in a Portland jersey. His contract does expire at the end of this season. Um, I saw a lot of Jazz fans saying that he will come back at the end of this season. I don't know how true that is, um, but I'm not sure of the direction Portland's going in. And Fernie Simons. Uh, is absolutely balling out right now. They've got Yusuf Nurkic, Damian Lillard's been out for a while. But Joe Ingles is a Portland Trailblazer now. He won't play for the rest of this season but uh, due to an ACL injury, but I'm keen to see what he does in the offseason. All-Star teams got announced. Uh, no Australians in the All-Star game, but the Rising Stars Challenge. So for those who don't know and are a bit confused as to why Dyson Daniels is playing in it, they've basically added in a little four-coach, four-team tournament. So you've got uh, NBA legends, Gary Payton, um, Rick Barry, all these guys that um, played in the past, they've coached a team and then they draft them and select them. So basically they draft sophomores, which are second-year rookies. Um, They draft rookies as of this year. And then there's four G League Ignite players. I think it's a great initiative of the G League Ignite to push this. Um, and to bring in players in the future if they're going to play on All-Star Weekend with these guys. Uh, I think it gives the NBA and especially the teams a great insight as to how they match up against these big NBA players. So Dyson Daniels was one of the four G League Night players and Josh Giddy was one of the seven rookie NBA players. So for Team Rick Barry, we've got Dyson Daniels. He's playing alongside the likes of Cade Cunningham, Jay Sean Tate, Evan Mobley, Franz Wagner. Um, That team looks very strong to me. Evan Mobley and Cade. I think Dyson. Another good thing about this is there's only seven players on each team. So Dyson Daniels is going to get minutes. He's not going to be sitting at the end of the bench taking in the experience. He's going to be out there playing with these uh, these guys. And I think Dyson Daniels is, this is the, this is the, this is the moment where Dyson Daniels puts his name on the map. I think he's going to play really well. I think he's a very, very good player. For those who haven't seen much of Dyson Daniels, please go do your research. I think he is draft bound. And I think I'm just, I'm very high on Dyson Daniels. I think he has very, very, a lot of potential. He's a great passer. He's a good defender. He can shoot the outside ball. He's got a floater game. He's very strong. Yeah, I'm very high on Dyson Daniels. I think this is the time for him to shine. And on Josh Giddy's team, he was drafted by coach James Worthy. Uh, and he's playing alongside Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. Um, Josh Giddy's team, they don't look like they have big men. Um, they have a lot of guards, so I'm not sure how they're going to do. Um, if I was to put my money on a team, I think I'm going to go Team Barry with Dyson Daniels. Um, Cade Cunningham, Mobley. We've also got a Coro. I think that team does pretty well. Um, Josh Giddy was also named to the Skills Challenge, which has a weird-looking format to it so far, in my opinion. And Paddy Mills was named to the three-point contest. Paddy Mills will go up against Carl Anthony Towns 
Fred Van Vliet, Trey Young, CJ McCollum, Zach Levine, Luke Kennard, and Desmond Bain. I think Paddy's chances are pretty high on this one. We haven't seen him in a three-point contest before. Um, and I know you guys know just as well as I do that Paddy Mills is lights out. I think the biggest threats to Paddy Mills, I know Zach Levine has a really good shot. Um, Trey Young, obviously. I think Desmond Bain stands a pretty good chance. And the next one I'd put is probably Van Vliet. Um, but Paddy Mills, I don't know. I, I probably, I'm going to throw a little bit of money on Paddy Mills to win this. I'm going to throw a little bit of money on Team Barry to win the Rising Stars. Don't take my tips too seriously. Um, I haven't won in quite a while <laughs> on the betting. But um, those are the two I would chuck some money on on All-Star Weekend. Just before we wrap up the news, uh, Jalen Adams arguably got dunk of the year over Lamar, Patterson, and the Bullets. The Bullets were up. Very, very hard game to watch for me, being a Bullets fan, but the Bullets were up uh, at the end of the game, and Sydney Kings caused a few turnovers, and Jalen Adams uh, put Lamar, Lamar Patterson caught a body on Lamar, so not, not, not great for me and the Bullets community, but huge dunk for Jalen Adams, arguably better than Mitch Creek on Delhi. I don't think so. I think Mitch Creek and on Delhi will be the biggest of the year, no matter what. But Jalen Adams, that was huge, proving his point as to why he should be here and why he deserves to be the Sydney Kings import. Keen to see how the Sydney Kings are going to push for the top four. They're really making a case for it right now. Sydney Kings currently sit at fifth position. They are eight wins and seven losses. They're just sitting outside the top four. The top four currently consists of Melbourne United, Perth Wildcats, Southeast Melbourne, and the Illawarra Hawks. So Sydney Kings are pushing in there. Um, do I think they can make it over any other teams above? Yes. I think Southeast Melbourne haven't been too impressive, in my opinion. I think I think they will suffer a, a few crucial losses later on. Um, Perth Wildcats also suffered a bad loss against Melbourne United, in my opinion. They were up 15 in the first quarter, and they ended up blowing the lead. They tried to come back but couldn't. I know Vic Law didn't shoot too well, but I think the top four is pretty solid so far. I think Sydney Kings can squeeze in there. In college hoops this week, big news. Tyler Robertson out of Portland. He's been consistent all year. I don't know how his name isn't getting out there a little bit more, but he had a 30-point triple-double. We had 31 points, 11 boards, 11 assists for the Portland Pilots. That is absolutely huge um, in a college game as well. For those who don't know, that is that is very, very hard to do in a college game. Um, but shout out to Tyler Robertson. We had Amy Atwell. I know she broke a three-point record in Hawaii women's basketball. I can't tell you which one, but I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. She had 25 points and 12 rebounds. Um, and Trey Armstrong, brother of Taryn Armstrong, had 25 points, 10 rebounds for CBU. In the NBA this week, Josh Giddy had 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he also had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, and a steal against the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Um, he also had 16 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists against the Golden State Warriors earlier in the week. We'll get into the questions of the week. Quick episode, but we'll get into the question. Uh, my question of the week is, who was the biggest gainer who benefited the most from the NBA trade deadline? 
Now I know the main, I know the main teams that people will go to is Philly or Nets who gained the most out of those two. But I do think the team that gained the most over the NBA trade deadline is the Sacramento Kings. So the Kings got rid of Tyrese Halliburton, who is a young prospect, um, very promising in the league. They did get rid of Buddy Heald and they also got rid of Tristan Thompson. Um, Sacramento got Justin Holiday, who is another shooter. They got Jeremy Lamb. Uh, they got a second round pick and they also got DeMontis. Sabonis is an all-star in this league. I think people kind of looked over that when that trade happened. Um, but I think Kings do benefit out of this. And I think they can make a push to make the play-in tournament as a 10th seed or ninth seed. Um, and then they'll have one or two games to make the playoffs against the likes of the New Orleans Pelicans, against the likes of the Portland Trailblazers, Spurs, Mavs. Um, but I think they can do it. I think Fox, Sabonis, I think Fox and Sabonis is better than Fox and Halliburton, in my opinion. They also got rid of Bagley at the deadline and they got DiVincenzo, they got Josh Jackson and they got Trey Lyle. So they added a lot of depth. Bagley wasn't doing much for them. I'm happy that the Kings moved out of there. That sort of team, you know, we kind of, well, I kind of used to seeing the Kings get that team where they're young and promising and then they end up coming 13th in the West and nothing happens. They finally got rid of Buddy. They got rid of Halliburton, which sucks, but they did get Sabonis out of it. And I think Kings are the biggest benefiters over the trade deadline. Wizards are up there, but they did lose Trez and they did lose Dinwiddie. They did lose Bertans, who's another shooter. Um, and they did get, they only got Porzingis and Ish Smith back. They did lose their point guard role. And I think it will hurt them with Porzingis being out. I just don't think the, the Wizards really, Porzingis is a great player, but I don't think they benefited as much as the Kings did. I do like the trade for the Pacers. I just think the Kings got much better. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Short episode this week. We are looking to get more guest episodes out soon. If you haven't already, go check out the Caleb Agata episode. Um, a few funny stories from that one, including the story about Bawali that we posted. Big week for Josh Giddy this week. I'm keen to keep my eye out for him. I'm keen for more big performances. I'm keen to see him make a push for the Rookie of the Year case. I'm keen for All-Star Weekend this weekend. Um, I hope Josh Giddy wins uh, MVP of the Rookie Games. Um, but it will be interesting to see how the Rising Stars Challenge takes place. Hopefully, Paddy can take out the three-point comp. And hopefully, Giddy can take out the Skills Challenge also. Hopefully, Dyson kills it. Um, and yeah, appreciate you guys listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.